Hello, intrepid listeners. This is the Generation Playlist Podcast, a podcast about music where we are your guides through a particular group or artist. We talk about the music that you love and we love, and then we make a customized playlist to share with you, our listeners. I'm your guide, Justin, along with Ted. Now, we're not musicians or professionals, but we reserve the right to get really excited and burst into song. Please join us on Generation Playlist Podcast. You can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts and find our playlists on Spotify. Welcome, everybody, to the Generation Playlist Podcast. I am one of your guides, Justin. I'm here with my friend, Ted. Hello. How you doing, man? Not too bad. How are you? I'm good, man. We're here to talk about some music. So I uh, want to welcome all of our listeners uh, to our inaugural episode. And we can talk about some some really cool music and generate a nice playlist for everybody. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I think this is going to be a good playlist. So uh, who did we go with for our first episode, Ted? I think we're going to be looking at Queen. Queen. So nice. 1970s. Yeah, the rock superstars Queen. uh, Formed in London, England, 1970 with the original members of Freddie Mercury, Brian May on guitar, Roger Taylor on drums and background vocals, of course, and then uh, eventually John Deacon on bass guitar. Freddie would play the piano and organ, pretty much anything that would be a keyed instrument, and uh, is, of course, one of the greatest vocalists of all times. And um, down. Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, most recently, there was a, an Academy, Academy Award uh, film written about his life called Bohemian Rhapsody. So but we'll, we'll get to that down the road, I imagine. <laughs> um, they had 15 studio albums uh, from 1973. There's Queen, Queen 2 in 1974, Sheer Heart Attack in 1974, A Night at the Opera in 1975, A Day at the Races 1976, News of the World in 1977, Jazz 1978, The Game, 1980, Flash Gordon, 1980, Hot Space, 1982, The Works, 1984, A Kind of Magic in 86, The Miracle, 1989, Innuendo in 1991, and then Made in Heaven in 1995, right? Yeah, that's, of course, that the final one was posthumously um, released after Freddie's untimely uh, passing. Mm -hmm. I think Freddie would pass away in uh, 1991. Yeah, two days after, two days after his announcement that uh, he had AIDS. Wow! So it was it was that soon. Yeah, yeah I mean and, he, and had, he had had it for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, he had had it for quite a while, um, and he came out publicly and then died of pneumonia like two or three days later. Wow! Sadly. Now their their most famous show was actually. Uh, was at uh, the, the surprise appearance at Live Aid, where a lot of people weren't even sure if Freddie could perform. And, I mean, he was sick during this time. Um, kind of what we want to do on this show is is spotlight those sort of performances, like maybe a live performance or, or maybe like those songs that you would pick out and be like, that would be my perfect playlist or that would be mm-hmm. my perfect show if they would play this. This one had Bohemian Rhapsody, Radio Gaga, Ayo. Hammer to Fall, Crazy Little Thing Called Love, We Will Rock You, Intro, just into We Are the Champions, which is the way it should always be played, let's be honest. Of course it is. And then um, This Is the World We Created, which was a uh, a duet with uh, Brian May and um, and Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I mean, mean, wow. (laughs) That's, if you, if you know anything about rock and roll music, the Queen performance at Wembley Stadium at Live Aid in 1984 is one of the most iconic images to come out of the 80s rock and roll. Yes, I mean, it is. <laughs> I mean, just the 
it's one of those things that when you look at it, you go, what must it have been like to have been a part of something like that? Just to be in the crowd, the energy that is put back on, um, on the artist at that point is just so tremendous. It's, it's transcendent. I mean, that's why it's, it lives to this day. And you had mentioned the movie Bohemian Rhapsody and it was amazing how they were able to capture that feeling on the, in oh, the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tear inducing when you watch the movie. That's like, because so much went into getting him there and it's, it's really, it's an amazing moment in time. It's, it's one of those things where when you watch the movie, it seems like, you know, the, uh, the fastest candles burn the brightest or like whatever sort right. of adage you want to put that in. But it's like, he literally gives a hundred percent of his life force. It's almost like somebody gets on there because he's frail as hell. When he gets there, he's in, empowered and charged when he's on stage and, and to have that glimpse, if that's what it was really like, that's crazy, you know? Yeah. And, and this was like their Woodstock, man. You oh know, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it was just so crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's Jimi Hendrix of Woodstock. It's, um, yeah. I mean, it, words can't even describe. And um, if you've not been able to see it, I, the clips are all over YouTube. When just, um, just YouTube, you know, Queen Live Aid 84, and you can <laughs> listen to pretty much the whole set. It's the way he controls. God, was it was like 250,000 people there. Yeah. Yeah, it was and, and, I mean, some he didn't amazing flinch. number, <laughs> and he has every single person in that in Wembley Stadium in the palm of his hand. It's, I mean, nobody thought that people had thought that Queen was not going to perform live again, and and there they pop when they popped up, there it was just completely shocking. It was, it was and, and who. Who can we really compare Queen to? Because I, I know in the movie they talk about Elton John and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, he he's like super huge and all that. And I'm like, wow, I, I think about it. Elton John now is huge, iconic. He's retiring this year and all that turning right. 75, 76, just did his last performance at uh, Dodger Stadium. Right. But it's like I, I think about Queen and everything. They were the biggest rock band with maybe the exception of Led Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. Like. I mean, they were bigger than The Who, they were bigger than Aerosmith, they were bigger than Kiss, they were bigger than, and I know I'm just throwing them out there because that's like some of the ones we have talked about recently, but it's like, they were bigger than everyone. Once they found their style, they were, um, they were amazing. And they really took over, as far as, when you start talking about like Led Zeppelin and you start talking about The Who, you're talking about especially with Zeppelin like their their live shows are what made them I I like legendary and that's kind of what happened with Queen yeah because if you look at some of the albums the albums can be kind of inconsistent I agree after but, after doing my research this week I wholeheartedly right. agree and but when you get them on stage that's where Freddie I mean, that's where Freddie comes out. And I mean, and that's where Brian May, you realize that he's one of the best guitarists to have ever lived. 
not only probably one of the smartest guitarists to ever live, yeah. considering he, he is a literal rocket scientist. Yeah. Um, Did that on a whim. <laughs> yeah, just just as a fluke. Yeah, he's he's an amazing, amazing individual. And he still has um, all his hair, you know, from, yeah, from back Amazingly then. enough, I don't know how he pulled that off. Um, Good drugs, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> deal with the devil or something. Um, but no, they that's where these guys took everything to the next level. I mean, because mm. when you talk like, like I said, Zeppelin, I mean, their live shows were some things to they were events. They weren't just shows. And that's kind of what happened with Queen. They Once they found their voice, and you have to look at two, Zeppelin comes, burns bright and fast, and then it's gone. Yep. And that's where Queen kind of took over. Yeah, became, they came right in that spot. And 1980 just, on, you know, right. it's like 1980 and, on, it's like, who is bigger, you know? Right, and they just stepped right into that into that that emptiness and filled and filled it. I mean, they were filling stadiums, and then, like I said, like we just said, the the Live Aid performance. I mean, that's that's a culmination of everything, and you know, they really never had that moment again after because Freddie was sick, and it's too bad. We, we had kind of talked about this. You mentioned about them finding their voice. And one of the things that is absolutely hallmark here, besides Freddie singing and besides, uh, you know, uh, Brian May on guitar and, and um, you know, your, your drums and, and, and your bass, like, because it's just a four man set, is um, the, the harmonizing. And it's just, that is like, when I think of a great example of a song that we're going to put on a playlist, I'm like, well, it's got to have harmony. It's got to have, you know, like the really high sort of, uh, you know, um, uh, harmony that you get, like when you listen to Bohemian Rhapsody and you can hear it in the background, I'm like, oh my God, it, it's just, it's great. It's like, um, you know, what, what, what is the expression? Take me to church. You know, right. it's like when you hear exactly. that, that harmony and I'm just like, oh <laughs> yeah, no, they, and when I say find their voice, because if you listen to the first few albums, there's a lot of different influences there. You can really tell that they were influenced heavily by the Beatles, mm-hmm. because there's some of the some of the tracks on their first couple of albums. It's almost like you're listening to the Beatles. It's like as far as like Abbey Road and um and Let It Be out uh, of those two albums. It's it's eerie how similar similar they sound, and then they just they transform themselves in their later albums. And you have the quintessential queen. Um, Late seventies to early eighties is that that pocket where it's like mm-hmm. we get that, and you're like, oh my god! And and I'll be honest, like in listening to these albums because I did listen to them. There's probably an equal amount of music that I didn't like or I found bland as much as like the the really bangers in there. Right, and that's and that was one of the crazy things. I'm glad you brought that up, Justin, because you know it's. I was shocked when I, cause I can't what remember. The the, this? <laughs> I can't remember the last time I really listened to a full queen album because I mean, I have the greatest hits. Yeah. And then a I, classic queen. They're right, like issued and, to you if you lived in the suburbs. <laughs> right. And, and I curated my own playlist now that we're into the digital age 
And it's like, okay. And I was I was shocked. I'm like, man, this just doesn't sound like Queen. And I'm like, so some of those songs, of course, aren't going to make it in. It's like, because it's kind of inconsistent. It's just like, okay, yeah. And it's like, how did this how did this make it onto the album? Um, uh, yeah, and and I'll give you a good example of that. Um, News of the World, which is yeah. one of the friggin' coolest covers ever, has the band being crushed by a robot. Right, comes out nineteen seventy seven, and it's got "We Are the Champions" slash "We Will Rock You." Spread your wings. It's late, and it's like, uh, oh, okay. So, out of all of these, I think I like "We Will Rock You" and and um, "We Are the Champions," and that's kind of it on this album. Yeah, I think I'm... I like "It's Late" a little bit, but like. Yeah, when I was going through the albums, like, and that's the the album that you brought up. Um, that's the album that I have the most. That when I was looking to make a playlist, that's the one that I had the most songs off of. Oh, really? Okay. Album. All right. So, well, that's why it's know, good we can like bang off each other and be like this. Yeah, it's so. I mean, that's that's a that and that's. And that's kind of where we fall, or what I've figured, what I've encountered when, when doing this is like, hmm, it's like this doesn't, this really doesn't fit, and it's so it's, but you know, at the end of the day, it's Queen, and it's not terrible. Um, yeah, it, I, I don't want to ever of their make albums are, bad. Yeah, all of their albums are still immensely listenable. Just be. If you're going to listen to a full Queen album, just know that there's there's probably going to be some stuff on there that you don't care for. But also listening through a, their entire catalog, you can definitely tell who the who their uh, their spawns were and who spawned off of them. And mm-hmm. one of the first things that came to mind was Rush, because yep. um, there is some definite Rush um, knocks on knockoffs that um you can tell that they were influenced by queen as big time getty lee um, with the high-pitched singing voice and the range that he has makes sense that he would go and 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 i i don't know that i've ever seen rush do like queen covers live but i imagine that they they could have they you know? definitely could have yeah um and then the, the another thing that really caught caught me as well was I didn't know that Queen did so much with like fantasy, um, like Lord of the Rings style fantasy ogre battle, right? (laughs) In their in their music, I was, I, I that was a blind spot for me, and I was really intrigued. And it's like, okay, because now you're getting into like that symphonic metal of like Rainbow and Ronnie James Dio, and it's like you kind of get some of that. It's like that inspired these, these groups to include, you know, I mean, cause Zeppelin did some of that stuff too mm-hmm. with the, with the fantasy stuff. I mean, a lot of uh, Lovecraft and, um, and things like that came out of Tolkien, um, yep. Zeppelin and yeah. And Tolkien. So it's really, it's really interesting and they really have an eclectic, group there that they come off of so do you think then um w- would you say that there would be even like a queen influence on someone like iron maiden or judas priest or anything else like that you would have to think that that would be a nor a natural progression 
Yeah. Because it's um whereas Sabbath is kind of the um progenitor. The, yeah, they're <laughs> it like Iron Maiden comes from, you know, Judas Priest and Black Sabbath and Queen has to be there's definite there's definite some stuff there from Queen that has to be an influence. Um, because there is some, they do have some harder stuff as well. Oh, def- when they some, go hard, they go hard, man. Yeah, yeah. Some of, some of that stuff, some of the guitar from, um, uh, from Brian May is so, you can really tell the riffs, some of the riffs are, they're basically metal, metal riffs. And so, yeah. I, I really get into that song, uh, Seven Seas of Rye, like mm-hmm. just the way that it goes, you know, and it's, oh, yeah. it's so hard. I mean, you could throw distortion on that and it's like, Oh, this is definitely like run to the Hills or this is like, like even you could even go as far to say, like, if this had like some, some heavy effects on it, you could be listening to a Pantera song. Oh <laughs> yeah. Pretty sick, no, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You can tell, you can, you can see the progression of, of these riffs and how it went to, I need to play this faster and harder. Yeah, and faster and harder, and then you get to like, and then you get into like with Dimebag and uh, and Pantera, and it's like you just gotta play it as hard and as fast as you possibly can. Um, you can totally see how that, and and then you get the whole angst part of metal, um, especially <laughs> the especially the West Coast thrash, um, that's completely <laughs> completely different, but when you're talking about like these, these core bands and queen queen has you, there's no way you cannot include queen in this core of bands that we're talking about that really set the stage for the next uh, 50 years of, of rock and roll. I mean, because the sixties died and then you had these core group of bands that spawned everything else. And it's they're all children of these these few bands, and it's, and we're going to talk about quite a few of them. I mean, yeah, uh, some of them that we've just brought up. Or, I mean, are the core. You don't the music doesn't exist today without without these core bands. Did, did you have uh, did you have a first album that you got for Queen? Like maybe you, you did the Columbia Root Record Club back in the day, and you end up getting those or something. Like like what was your what was your first uh, your first departure into Queen? Was it was it the Wayne's World soundtrack? Like most of us, <laughs> um, I won't lie that Wayne's World and Bohemian Rhapsody, the the resurgence of Bohemian Rhapsody was one of the things, one of the gateways that got me into uh queen but the first album i got was their best-selling record was queen greatest hits volume one yeah and i had I, a classic queen the the maroon version <laughs> yeah that's the one yeah. that's exactly the one that i had and it's it is the what and i know this is going to be kind of heresy for a lot of people but just like in america the eagles greatest hits volume one is one of the greatest selling albums in American music. In England, the Queen Greatest Hits Volume One is one of the greatest, is one of the highest selling albums of all time. And there's a reason for it, because yeah, from imagine. from beginning to end, 
there is there are no bad songs it, it yeah, is oh, 100% le- yeah it, it's legitimately like 15 songs of nothing but amazingness and you just i, I would be curious like about like the playlist that we make on how it relates to that like <laughs> you know it's going to i mean 9 tenths of it is going to be from that that album i mean because when you're dealing with somebody who's had this much influence it's hard it's going to be hard to cut it down past like 15 songs because these are there's the highs of them are so high that you really can't talk about rock and roll music and even if you get into hip hop some of hip hop will take riffs and stuff out of and rip oh my out of these god songs. bring so, up vanilla ice early what no oh god no um i'd never bring up vanilla ice um but you know like what dr dre does where he where he picks out like things from different r&b songs from the past and queen has a lot of those things like you know that you that are that are sampled yeah um so even i mean even if you go into that that section they have so much and these are foundation songs i mean you can't have a you can't have a playlist without bohemian rhapsody yeah you can't you, you you can't have a playlist without we will rock you slash we are the champions and you know if we want to, if I want to be honest, that's where I really learned who Queen was, because I mean, if you followed sports, that yep. <laughs> you can't you can't go to a sporting event without "We Will Rock You," or if you're lucky enough to have a team that you follow win the championship, is they play "We Are the Champions." Yeah. I I remember doing it on like Pee Wee football and all that, being on the other side of the of the uh, football field and just like our whole team, just like boom, 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 you know, just like doing it to psych out the other team and all that. And it's like, you know, that, that was so ingrained in, in like that sort of sports culture, like a jock jam, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know? So, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I I think you nailed it. Like with those, those three, Um, technically I'll say two, because it's like, we will, we will rock you or just we will rock you that bleeds into we are the champions is 100% of the time the way to play it. You play one that leads directly into the other, because if you don't, it doesn't make sense at it, all. It, it doesn't. And I'll they're be looking meant, for that. You know? They're they're meant to be played back to back. And that's one of the, that is one of the things if, and if you're like me, I, I'm one of those people that I can't leave something undone. And so, like, when you're listening to classic rock and they just play We Will Rock You or they just play We Are the Champions, yeah, it feels yeah. it feels like an undone chord. And I, I need to now thank I, – I just – I close my eyes and I say thank you and, and sarcastically because and now I have to go and finish it because you've <laughs> – 
you've messed it up by just playing one whatever whatever version that we find for our playlist has to have like the intro into that that leads into it just oh, yeah. so we don't sound like we're talking out our wazoos here oh yeah but no, uh, i i totally understand because if you ever like on your playlist you just hit shuffle then you get like eclipse and you're like what the hell <laughs> right <laughs> like, exactly yes exactly <laughs> like i listen to you know dark side of the moon and it's like just eclipse what is this you know? right hey have, have you seen um the big bang theory of course, yeah. With okay, so Sheldon, he there's the episode where he can't, where his girlfriend tries to get him to stop finishing things. That's how I feel with "We Will Rock You" and "We Are the Champions." It's I like it. I, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't have one without the other. I, I totally understand. So we've got three songs. Um, a playlist generally should be what around like fifteen to twenty songs, depending on the length of the songs. Generally, that's where we kind of want to fall into. Um, so, yeah, I mean. I don't, I don't disagree about any of these, but I, I would say that's one and two, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, we got, you got those. And then, um, I, you know, I do you want to go I, just as just as you and me? I am prepared um, to rattle out songs and just hear how you feel about those particular songs. No, yeah, that's cool. We we can do that. That's um, because I have, like I said, I have like twenty five songs here. Oh, let's hear what you we got. We can whittle them. We can whittle them down. I'm willing um, to bet that you've you've got some B sides on there, which um, you know, yeah, I, I, I got like I got some things that might surprise some people that they should probably check out. And this is kind of a thing kind of a fun thing that we can do we can also break this up into a couple of playlists for for queen um i start off with keep yourself alive from their first nice. album great song yeah it's it, it is it's a, just a really great song and then um and then i move on to the, their next album and i have white queen or as it as i begin as it began i'm sorry i have as it began yep yeah and then again, I move on to the next album, and it's, of course, Killer Queen. And yeah. you know, Killer Queen. That's probably if you're going chronologically, that's probably their first mega hit. Yeah, I mean, Killer Queen's awesome. And then um, off of the same album, I have Now I'm Here. Now I'm here. Okay. Um, because I, I just I love the the feel of that song. Killer Queen um, was the second song I ever learned to play guitar. Um, play oh yeah, guitar. Um, I I love it. I think it's so good. It's so glam. You know, it's got everything that you'd want. It's got the pageantry. It it begs to be performed. This particular song, it's so good. It's it's actually my second favorite Queen song. So I I I agree with you. As it began, I and um and now that I'm here, um, I mean, good songs, great songs. They're not duds whatsoever. I, I don't know that I would put them on, on the playlist though, you know, um, yeah. just because no, I, you said, but I, I, I completely like that you understand. had them. Um, and then other songs, if we go on that we can put up for uh, the playlist, I've got um, off the next album, I've got You're My Best Friend. I mean, Oh, I forgot that one. Yeah, that is a good I mean, song. That's another great song. And then Love of My Life. That's a, that's a song I really, I really enjoy. Cool. And then, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. which, you know, this is kind of funny, but Bohemian Rhapsody was not a, me a mega hit. 
it wasn't until it wasn't until Wayne's World that it actually became a number one hit. And you want to know the craziest thing that I know about Bohemian Rhapsody? Freddie Mercury did the whole song in one take. That to me is insanity. That that song is so complex. The vocals are so difficult. One take and he was and he was out. I if you I mean anybody knows anything about the recording process, it's like fifteen takes. Yeah. And then what the and then what they do is they cut it up and you get the best version. He did that song in one take. If that is not the if that does not encapsulate the genius of Freddie Mercury, I mean it's what a to talent. Me, to me, it's one of the per- it's a perfect song. I I um, don't disagree whatsoever. You know, and um, I I know I I've, I've mentioned this before, um, but we had maybe about two and a half years ago we had the chance to interview Penelope Spheris, the director of Wayne's World, hmm. and she was talking about that scene in the car where you know they're headbanging and stuff, and she's like, I really wanted to get um, Guns and Roses. She didn't get to go with Guns N' Roses because she fought with Mike Myers. Mike Myers said it had to be clean. It had to be Bohemian Rhapsody. He's like, it was always Bohemian Rhapsody. When we were, you know, driving around in Canada and we were these, these kids, it was Bohemian Rhapsody. So it's the only thing that ever made sense. And, And Mike Myers is the biggest champion for, for this group that has ever existed, you know? Um, and it's, it's because of him that, they came to such that huge resurgence back again in the early nineties. And I remember being in fifth grade when Wayne's world came out. Right. And everybody had a cassette Walkman with queen. Everybody didn't matter who you were, what you liked, what you listened to. You liked queen and it was crazy. So (laughs) no, and that makes me like Mike Myers even more. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, and if you're our age, if you don't, if when you hear Bohemian Rhapsody, if you don't, if you don't sit there and and bang your head as hard as you can because of Wayne's World, you're not you're not listening to Bohemian Rhapsody. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on now. And and I'm with you. It's a perfect song. There's nothing you can change about it. Yeah, it's it's one of those wild things that he wanted to bring. He wanted to make the best opera meets rock and roll meets heavy metal song that he could possibly make. And, and he, they, they pulled it off. Yeah. I mean, it's, and the references in there are just so, so amazing. I had to look some of them up, like Scott Amush and all that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that's a clown. And uh, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew Beelzebub, you know, from yeah. listening to Dio, but you know, and, yeah, and I mean, the, there's there's no doubt that has to be on it. And that's that's what bugs me about listening to uh, Greatest Hits Queen and Classic Queen. Classic didn't have Bohemian Rhapsody, where I Greatest know. Hits did. And I'm like, yeah. of course, because now you got to buy them both. So, exactly. They did, um, they did make a uh, box set where they had both of them, though. So luckily, you know, if, if in your CD buying days, you could have gotten that. You, you were lucky. So Yeah, because I, I remember getting the initial... Uh, like I said, the, my initial Queen album is like, that's the song I was searching for. And it's like, it's not on there. It's like, what the hell? Where's Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is not right. I'm like, this is their biggest, 
this is their biggest song, right? And yeah, yeah, that's, no, that's what we thought. <laughs> so if we move on to the next album, I have Somebody to Love, which here yes. again, I mean, a, an amazing anthem song that can be sung back to Freddie. And that's one of those things when you see the cuts of their various concerts, the crowd sings back to him. And it's just so, um, it's an amazing song. I gotta have that on a playlist. Absolutely, 100%. That last line, when he's just like, can anybody find me? Then he goes into that, somebody too. Oh my God. That yeah. is ethereal. It's It cuts through me every single time. You're a thousand percent correct. It's, it, I mean, like I said, when when they're at their highest, it's, yeah, ethereal is a, is a great way to put a lot of it it's you know you're walking with the greats you know, yeah. when you hear some of these songs um another song from that that particular album probably wouldn't make any particular list but i enjoyed it was the millionaire waltz oh I interesting, pretty, interesting choice. i thought that was pretty okay. cool and then of course we go to <laughs> the next album and we've got We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions, which we've discussed as must be one song uh, because, you know, some of us are some of us are a little messed in the head. Um, <laughs> and then also from that album, Sleeping on the Sidewalk, I thought was. Oh, really yeah, good. that is a cool song. Yeah. And it's late as well. I like both of those in addition to uh, our We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions. I, I had not heard It's Late in like 15 years before uh, just like like popping this in the other day. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot yeah. about this. And then we move on to their next album. I've got Fat Bottom Girls. I mean, come on. So you are at Jazz. And let me just yeah. say, Jazz was the first actual album that I bought on CD. I open up the cover, and I don't know if you know this, but it has like probably about 60 nude women sitting on bicycles for yes. bicycle race. Yes. Holy crap. I did not know this. <laughs> and, and I mean, this blew my high school mind. And <laughs> and I mean, starting off the album with Mustafa Ibrahim, and you've got yeah. jazz, you got body language, fat bottom girls. This was like, like to me, this was like required freaking queen listening the entire album through. You, you can't just do that for a playlist, but it's like, I cannot highly, I cannot more highly recommend, you know, go out and pick up a copy of jazz. It's, it's so cool. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's very cool. And it is, it's very, like jazz, it's a very eclectic mix of songs. Um, it's really fun. And of course, I, yeah. The the aforementioned bicycle race, um, from that album, um, and then the, the girls, <laughs> yep, and then the other song from that album that I really I really dug was "Don't Stop Me Now." It I, is my number one favorite Queen song. There you go. See, and it's here again. It's probably not one of those that everybody's going to run to. Like, oh, that's the Queen song. But you know what? It's as I've as I've gotten older and I've dug a little deeper into Queen. It's one of those songs that I really enjoy. 
it's it's so their sound too like like this mm-hmm. album is is just the tip of the iceberg on like where they're gonna go and all that and it's like that beginning departure where they're like okay we're locked in we're homed in we we haven't hit you know everything yet but you know what you're looking for it's gonna be between here and this these next coming albums and all that and it's like they're so keyed in it's so good yeah and then um if we move on to the next album I've got uh, another one, Bites the Dust, of course. Oh, what um, a baseline on that, right? Oh, yeah. Um, another another thing that has been sampled a lot. Oh, absolutely. Um, another one, Rides the Bus by Weird Al. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. And then, of course, Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Yes. Another. They they didn't do a lot of covers that that I mm-hmm. I found so you know, and I didn't look at live performances and all that, but I mean, this is an Elvis tune, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, that I was aware of. And uh, he does it so much better than Elvis. Of course. So it, and I know, I know you're not the biggest Elvis fan and all that, but it's like, you know, it's, it's a great song. It's got a great vibe to it. It's, it's super groovy, you know, and it's another one of those like heavy bass driven songs with like a rockabilly guitar piece. And I think that's where like this really shines for me. And that, that's a gotta have for me. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss Elvis. And oh yeah, on, yeah, another, yeah. on another episode. I'm just excited. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I I completely understand. Um, and then best part that, of that song is when they go, "Are you ready? Ready, Freddy?" Best yeah, part of the song. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that too. And um, and then of course from the same album, "Play the Game." Here again. Oh yeah. Here again, it's probably not. It's probably more of a deeper cut, but you know, I it's one of those ones that I enjoy. I think and if you if you like Queen, it's one of those songs that you have to hear and you have you, you may not like it, but I think it's I think it's a good song. I think everybody might like it. I think it's a singer's song too. Like if you mm-hmm. like to sing, that's that's the type of song you'd want to sing. Right, right. You know. And now you, we move on to the next album. There's only one song from the next album on there, and we've already just we've already brought up the the unmentionable but the next song is under pressure okay yeah and it's um david bowie and and queen um combination of two of the two of the greatest musical artists ever um two iconic voices in freddie and david um and then of course that weird ass white rapper vanilla ice <laughs> had to go and make an ass out of himself and use it in ice ice baby well he beat the rap you know so I, it's pun intended <laughs> the only reason it's tolerable is for and anybody that's our age here again i'm going to say that anybody is our age everybody knows the behind the music and the one thing that Ice Ice Baby and Vanilla Ice brought to us was the complete and utter stupidity of Vanilla Ice sitting on camera and saying, no, ours was dun, 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 dun and theirs was dun, 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 and, it, and he sounds exactly the same on both of them. And he's, an, he's a complete fool. And, you know, I, I hate Suge Knight. But I hope Shug Knight held him over the edge of a of a balcony, and took the. You hope that story is true. I hope that's true. 
if if um, anything else we we got from Vanilla Ice, and and I I will just go on record saying that as a as a big Ninja Turtles fan, I like Vanilla Ice, you know, yeah. because of of uh, the, his appearance and all. Oh that yeah, he does in, the, in the movie. Yeah, I know. So um, I, I but, was um, that age. I understand. How Jim big Carrey. Jim Carrey doing the uh, the in living color sketch uh, as Vanilla yes. Ice. I, I told the world I was shot in the butt, but it was just a toilet paper cut. <laughs> so if nothing else, it, it gave us that moment of enjoyment. Yes. So. Yes. I mean, <laughs> Vanilla Ice. Uh, he will not be an episode. Oh, okay. All right. I guess we just <laughs> um, covered it. Yeah, we covered just covered Vanilla Ice. But, but Under Pressure is... Mm-hmm. It's an amazing song, That's and it's the, like yeah. I said, it's the it's the marriage of two iconic voices that um, now, of course, because both of both are gone, have are live for the ages. Um, but words, I mean, no more words can be said about either one of those guys that hasn't been said. Um, so when we move on to the next album. We got Radio Gaga. Yes, uh, is one of my choices here, and it's here again. It's one of those great songs, and this is one of the things that's really brought up in, um, in the performance at at Live Aid. Is the here again? He has this the entire crowd in the palm of his hand, and they're repeating it back to him, and it's one of those anthem songs that um it's just i think it's an amazing song and isn't this where lady gaga got her namesake from i believe so yes yeah so i mean it's obviously heavily heavily influential and i mean just that scene in bohemian rhapsody where they're playing and you're here radio gaga radio Mm -hmm. goo goo yeah yeah it's it's such a great song it is and i also from this album it's a hard life here again it's not a you know not one of their massive hits but it's it's one of those songs that's a it really creates a lot of color and that shows the depth of of how deep they can go um also i want to break free yes i there's something about the song that just it it drew me in and it always draws me in and i just really enjoy it Another another great like singing performance. It's got some some definitely good like uh, little solo moments in it too. But it's it's all about the vocals in that song. Mm-hmm. And, and I re- I really enjoy, enjoy that. And you, you hear it now. Like all these people, like all all Queen music has been sold. It's it's so commercialized now because it's right. ingrained in the zeitgeist. And it's like okay, if you want to go on vacation, I want to break free. Yep, that's where you hear right. it. Or you know, we are the champions when you know, the Super Bowl is playing or or anything else like that. But that's the most recent one that I see. You know, you're watching yeah. your, you know, your uh, commercials on TV, and you're like, yeah, that's a Queen song or that's Rolling Stones or something. But right, that right. was the where I heard that most recently. <laughs> Um, another, another one that just did that is on the next album and it's, I want it all, which is, I believe part of a current, uh, commercial campaign. I can't remember for who, but a car company, I think, right? Probably. Yeah. Like Mazda or something. Yeah. And then, you know, that's, is that that from the Highlander soundtrack? You know, I'm not sure. No, it, it, yeah, it would wouldn't think... surprise me. It would fit. Yeah. 
it would fit that album or that that movie really well. And and I am surprised that you didn't pick anything from the Flash Gordon soundtrack because you've got the Flash Gordon intro really and and it's like there's a couple songs on there but really it's just moments, you know. Flash uh... right. And funny story when um when Ken and I were getting ready to do the when we were preparing everything to get to do the Hooked on Movies podcast um the the really like the trial run like the first dry run we ever did was we were going to do Flash Gordon oh nice and 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 how far we've come from that initial meeting and um and in that initial recording that'll never see the light of day because <laughs> I think because I, I think he de- I think he deleted it um we did we did Flash Gordon I had completely forgotten that Queen did the soundtrack for Flash Gordon. Mm. Um, so it does have a place. Um, it does have a place in my heart because that was like the initial uh, Hooked on Movies podcast back when it was another name. But yeah, um, yeah, but, it was, <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole Flash, the yeah, is it's really it's really cool. But it's. It's kind of cheesy though too, and it's and it's okay. I I don't. I, I would say cheese. I would say camp. It's it's got like yes, that campy camp, aspect definitely. to it. And it's like it's very nineteen. What would you say? Nineteen thirties pulp. You know uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's 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 exactly. got its place, but I don't know if it has place on the playlist. But I just wanted to point yeah. that out because we are getting closer to some songs that were on the Highlander movie um, yeah. soundtrack, which they did the the music for Highlander. Christopher Lambert, Clancy Brown, Sean Connery, you know, maybe you've yeah. heard of it. You know, oh, yeah. but, um, a little bit. And, and some of those songs I absolutely adore. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that they show up. <laughs> um, when we can always, we will always add them. Um, the next, off of the next album, uh, These Are the Days of Our Lives. Um, it's another song I just, I really connected with. Um, here again, we're getting into also some stuff because when we get to the later albums, you can kind of tell the shift of yeah. um, the mood of how deep the, the there's more the lyrics mean more, and because you can tell that Freddie knows I probably that he's coming, he's coming to a an end in his life, and he's putting things on paper. Um, and putting them on records that are really moving. Um, and that, that song moves me. Um, another song from that album though, that's different is the Hitman. Oh, okay. I I thought that was cool. Um, and then back to the sentimental, the show must go on. Yeah, absolutely. And while it has kind of a harder, a harder hit to it, um, there's so much meaning there. Absolutely. It's, it, it's, it's like he's telling the band that it's okay to go on without, and that's how I've always kind of taken it. And so it kind of, it kind of gets me that way. Um, because I feel that there's something deeper going on there. 
Yeah. And I mean, it could be an examination of his own pending mortality or the, the fact that, you know, he feels himself getting weaker or, you know, feels more disconnected from, you know, either society as a whole or, right. you know, from the group members of his band, which played out in the movie. So, yeah. you know, in, in pretty much any biography that you've ever read, I mean, he, he got paid, what, $2 million to do a solo project that he never did? Right. You know, it's like... You know, yeah. stuff, stuff like that. So, yeah, there's there's all kinds of turmoil and, and such. So, but I mean, it, it led to some really, really good art. Mm-hmm. And then on the final album, the posthumous album, uh, Made in Heaven, I think is a great song. Um, and then I Was Born to Love You. So, um, yeah, I'm here again. Whenever you release something posthumously that was released so close to after he had passed away. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I remember watching that tribute con- concert and um, seeing like James Hetfield from Metallica showing up to do yeah. Stone Cold Crazy, which is pretty much the ultimate version of that song, the way that they kind of mm-hmm. changed it and sped it up a little bit. So, but I was surprised I didn't, I didn't hear you say that. Maybe you did, but I missed it. Um, did you say Stone Cold Crazy? I did not, but that's definitely okay. one um that we can add in um that tribute concert too that's where if anybody had any doubt about the vocal talent or musical talent of george michael oh um, my god yeah george michael for the longest time he was one of those artists for me that was he was everything that was on mtv and nothing more and then I had a my choir teacher in high school. He's like, he had a whole, he had a, a piano book with all of his, George Michael's music. I'm like, why do you have George Michael music for the piano? He's like, no. He's like, you need to go and listen to the albums. Like, all of the stuff that's on MTV is just stuff so he can make money, to, so he can make the music that he wants to make. And so that was kind of like a gateway for me. And then when the tribute concert came out and he, he blew, he blew it out of the water. I mean, it was, it was just absolutely amazing. And it was so moving. Um, that was a turning point for me for George Michael. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, for me, it's that first part of uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down from um, Elton John where it starts mm-hmm. out with George Michael. And you're like, oh, my God, that's like we were talking about. We will rock you leading into We Are the Champions. That's the version that my brain wants to hear every time I hear that Elton John song. So, oh, yeah, I, I could not agree with you more. You know, um, I so um, I didn't hear also uh, Tie Your Mother Down. I love that tune. And it's so, um, it's so like whippy, tie your mother down. You know, it's, yeah. it's pretty fun. Um, I like Seven Seas of Rye. Um, I'm not going album. I'm just throwing, throwing stuff out there for my list. Um, I do like Ogre Battle. However, that's not one that I would probably throw on this. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's cool. Um, the Live Aid version of Ao, you know, that oh, would yeah. be one that I would throw on. Um, uh, Who Wants to Live Forever? Like you talk about emotional songs, that one just hits me, dude. Like, yeah, who wants to live forever? Oh, yeah, you know. Well, excuse me, I've got some dust in my eye. Right, right. <laughs> um, Princes of the Universe from Highlander. I adore that song, 
And that actually, like, they they chopped that up, and that became the Highlander series theme song. Right. Know, like, like different parts of that. And I am immortal. I have inside me the blood of kings. I have mm-hmm. no rival. No one, or, um, yeah, oh, man, I, I love that. Um, let's see. I think you, you hit pretty much everything else. I mean, I think, did I say body language? I like body language because it's, it's a really quirky version of like the, the sexy side of queen where they're trying to be like Mm -hmm. playfully sexual and all that. And I'm like, I feel like that's a story of the band. Like they're just up there in drag, you know, doing body language, you know, and it's (laughs) just silly, but, um, yeah, I really like a lot of the ones that you picked and, you know, like, like somebody to love that just strikes such a chord with me and Radio Gaga. And I, I think we got some excellent choices. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool, man. Is, is there any, like besides Bohemian Rhapsody, which you mentioned is like a perfect song. And I had said that, uh, don't stop me now is my number one. Um, do you have a favorite queen song? Is that possible? That's, it's so difficult. It, if I had to choose, if somebody if somebody was going to put a gun to my head, um, it could be Suge Knight. Hey, it could be Suge Knight. Suge Knight me puts over, a gun to your head. Yeah, yes, holding me over the over the balcony of a of a yeah. hotel. A hotel no yellow. Um, yeah, um, it's probably going to be Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that's absolutely um, fair. Solid choice. Just because, just because of the nostalgia factor of the Wayne's world. And then that's kind of like, that was the, it wasn't the first gateway drug into, into queen for me, but it was the one that really caused me to sit and go, okay, this is, this is something different. And I really need to, I need to check everything out now. Cause that's kind of how I was. Um, and I still am once I get something, um, I have to hear it all. I have to, I want to hear everything that they've done. Um, and it's, and it's just, it, it was one of those things that just, it, it opened me to everything that they've done. So it'd have to be, it would have to be that. That's cool. that. And I it's think, the vo- food, you know? yeah, I think the vocals there too. Um, the, the whole, the whole beginning of the song where he goes in and he's, and he's singing the ballad portion of it. There's something about that, that whole verse, even though it's so kind of crazy, um, the lyrics of it, it, you makes you feel for this person that he's singing about. And it's, it's just wild. And it's been, I mean, it, it's, it can't be replicated. Yeah, I think I think any time that anyone's tried something like it, it just hasn't worked, you know, or or maybe yeah. it's I, I think in honest in all honesty, it was just well before its time and its time happened when, you know, um, art and culture caught up to it. And that's that's what happened. Why 20 years later, it's in, you know, a, a comedy movie, you know, starring two two guys on a local access channel, you know, <laughs> and it's like that's that was its time. So, right. I, it, it yeah and it i mean and you look at when things were changing so much when Wayne's World came out too as far as music goes like there was a a massive shift in rock and roll yeah. from at that time that it really hit it really fit right into that change and it's like 
it was almost anti anti-establishment at that point because it's so different and so wild and things are changing so fast yeah because it's not like you've got your hair metal and and you've got your alternative and you've got your i don't know whatever else it would have been at that time uh new wave you know something like that like those sort of things and it's kind of well this one's falling off new ways dying and then hair metals like really diminished and then you've got the alternative really kind of on the rise like at that moment it's mm-hmm. Like you're still releasing poison albums and you have Nirvana out at the same time. And it's just like, this is, you know, it's just crazy. It's, it's like the whole Sesame street. One of these things just doesn't belong like here. Yeah. It's um, yeah. And... It's, it's such a cool footprint too, for music, because it's like the only other thing I can think of is like, like when disco died, it just died. It just went away. Yeah. It just stopped, you know? And it's like, Oh, we're into this other stuff now. And then it was like, right. with like yeah. Why aren't we listening to skid row anymore? It's done. Cause, yeah, because like, sorry, Sebastian, your time yeah. is gone. <laughs> I mean, I, I just want to say I love Youth Gone Wild. I'm always going to oh, love yeah. Youth Gone Wild. You know, it's but yeah. but it's the truth. It's like you don't hear that on a top hits. You know, right? Billboard. Sorry, sorry, Kip Winger. Your 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 time your your time has passed now. You're, wow, uh, <laughs> you're being ejected from the restaurant at this point, Kip. You've heard that um, first here, folks, on the Generation Playlist podcast. <laughs> Kip Winger is no longer welcome at the table, and uh, we have moved on from him societally. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you can no longer take up time on MTV. Thank you. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, I mean, um, that that's an interesting point that you mentioned, too, because you have uh, the support of MTV. They had a couple music videos. Um, Queen, you know, they were from the inception of MTV almost until like, like just that middle spot, like right before they started with like MTV sports and road rules and all that crap. Right. Right. And, and I mean, if you like that stuff, that's fine. I just, I just think that like, if it's going to be music television, you have some music on it. Yeah. And, and I no. grew up listening to Toto on friggin' MTV. Yeah. So it's like, you know, but queen was in that pocket. Exactly. They were, they were, they were a big part. And I remember I, I they could be a fever dream, but I'm pretty sure like when the Live Aid concert came out, they did cut part of that up and yeah. release it as a as a music video. And that's like one of those. You, I mean, as a kid, you're sitting there and you see this video come up from this band, and you have this guy standing in front of two hundred and fifty thousand people, and they're all, I mean, they're all chanting, and they're all. It's like, who is this? this man that's able to it's it was mind-blowing and yeah it's like a mass hypnosis you know yeah and i mean there are other times where in the 80s we saw some similar things happen one of the things that comes to mind is uh metallica uh knocking over the the red curtain and performing in moscow and um that's another one that just was mind blowing as well. Um, but yeah, it's that they were, they were part of that, that MTV movement. And I mean, I thought that concert was actually on MTV too. The uh, Freddie Mercury. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. That's, I remember that vividly that concert and, I mean, we pour one out for what MTV yeah. was. <laughs> it still I mean, like, it still exists in some way, shape, or form, but I think it's now media t- or just M two or MTV yeah, is if, media. If you yeah, if you subscribe to YouTube TV, 
which I do, they have a, it's called MTV Classic, where oh. all they do is show, they show music videos, a novel idea, MTV. Wow. And um, I don't know, I haven't watched enough to see if like they do the old Headbangers Ball or... Um, Ricky Rackman. Yo, yeah, or Yo MTV Raps with the original Dr. Dre. Ed Lover and, and Dr. Dre, yep, yep. They had they had a card series like they had their own cards back yeah, in the day. Yeah, I know. know. It's like you could get Yo MTV Raps cards and New Kids yep. on the Block cards and stuff like that. So oh, that's yeah. that's unfortunate because I probably <laughs> I probably would have as a young younger person and much dumber person probably would have wanted the New Kids on the Block cards. So. You you and I have to make a commitment right now that we will make a new kids on the block episode. Oh no. So, <laughs> all those blockheads out there, wait and listen oh. up. But in, in the meantime, we we've got a list of songs for our playlist. We should probably go through. Um, you, you think about 15 songs should, be, should work. I think we can narrow it down to about 15 songs. I think it'll be tight. Um, okay. And I think the leftovers, I think we could possibly even do a, a leftover uh, playlist that, if people want to go a little bit deeper, um, I think we have plenty of meat on the bone there. Heck that, yeah. Um, that we could possibly squeeze out another kind of like how Apple, I like, you know, Apple gets a, a lot of hate and I know that we're connected with Spotify. So, but I, on Apple, they have a thing is called like a, a group and then they say they're essentials and then they go deep cuts. Um, it's kind of like that with Queen. Mm-hmm. And they have a, they have enough where we can we can squeeze out the secondary the secondary list. Heck yes, I I like the idea of um, an album telling a story, and I didn't necessarily see that as much with the majority of Queens. Um, right. Maybe maybe with jazz because jazz had Fat Bottom Girls, and then you mentioned Fat Bottom Girls in Bicycle Race. Right. So it's like, okay, but it's so, but I like progressive rock and that's kind of like a theme based thing. So I don't really see the need for a playlist to tell a story, but maybe it should have a b- departure. Um, would you, so that being said, would, uh, would you start with Bohemian Rhapsody as your first song on the playlist? Uh, yes, that, okay. if, if that would be where I would start. Um... No problem. I, I do agree. And I think then um, we have to transition then to We Will Rock You. We are yep. the champions. And I have to. No problem. I'm writing this down. So. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I think if we then transition to. Maybe Somebody to Love. Somebody to Love would be a good transition there. And good call. I like that. That's such a good song. Yeah, and then into Killer Queen. Killer Queen. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, let's do Radio Gaga. Nice. Top five. I like you. And then you want to go Fat Bottom Girls? I, I honestly would go Fat Bottom Girls because I, I feel like it's it's one of those things that, as you know, Freddie, and you know, like, he wasn't all about that, so it's kind of funny. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek joke. But, yep. um, I, I mean, I, 
I hum that song all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I absolutely would put that on here. Girls. Great song. Yeah. I think we have to go with uh, Play the Game. I like it. I think that it's a good uh, it's a good style variation. Cool. Uh, somebody's gonna yell at us, and so we probably should put another one bites the dust on there. I, yeah, I, I don't think that's a bad idea. I I have to have um, don't uh, don't stop me now. Do you have any uh, disagreements to that? I do not. That's nice. exactly. It's kind of where I was I was looking for nice. my list here. So we're at, that's uh top nine. We're on number ten. Um you wanna go with bicycle race? Yes I do. There we go. Cool. Alright, so then we've got number eleven. You wanna go these are the days of our lives? I'm okay with that. I wish it was shorter title. I know, right? Our lives. Okay. Cool. Again, a good style variation where it's something that's different. It's it's a deeper cut than what you would have heard on your greatest hits, and and it kind of like opens you up. It's like, oh my god, this is like a different thing for me to listen to to get me into. Maybe I like that album that it's mm-hmm. on. You know? Um. You want to go with next? How about? Uh... Under pressure. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. We're down to our last three. Um, do you have one that you want to add in there? You know, I was I was thinking about it. I'm like, do we go with AO the live age version, or is that something that's out of context when you listen to it on an album? Unfortunately, I think that might be out of context, and I yeah. don't know if that's available on Spotify. You, um, yeah, I, I don't know either, but um, I, I would, I would skip that one. I think that's a great song. You know, that would be out of this. Um, I mean, I, there's other ones that I like, but you've pretty much you've hit most of them. Like, I like Body Language, but I mean, is that just my preference for a song? I like Tie Your Mother Down. Is that my preference? You know, um, Seven Seas of Rye I love because of the guitar in it. That is a, a cool one. But um, I, I think we got to go with a crazy little thing called Love. Yes, I agree. And again, if anyone listening, if you disagree, you can you can definitely contact us. Let us know what you would have put on there, you know, um, and, and we'll oh, give yes, you the uh, absolutely love crazy. So we've got two more. Oh, let's see. So one we haven't touched is Keep Yourself Alive, Princes of the Universe, A Kind of Magic, Stone Cold Crazy. I I would not put Stone Cold Crazy just because the Metallica version is so good. And now I don't ever want to go back from that one. (laughs) I Um, understand. And and I, I love it. I love the song. That's where it came from, but that's just the reason I personally would not put it on there. Um, I think the show must go on. Show must go on. I love it. Must go on. Okay. And One, one more, you know, I think to end it, 
we could end it with show must go on if you like <laughs> or, or you know i was thinking either made in heaven or i was born to love you i think that's a good capper at the end why don't we do both uh, i think that? that's a that's a good capstone made in um, heaven and then i was made to love you. i was born to love you right yeah there's no rules that say we can't have 16. It's totally exactly. fine. It's, totally our, it's our playlist. All right. It's so our, it's our any, gift to the listeners. It, exactly. This is our gift to you, and, and we'll have this up so you can listen to it. You can find it on Spotify. You can create this on any other uh, device that you have where you have this music. Um, so I'm going to give our list 1 through 16, starting out with Bohemian Rhapsody. We Will Rock You, which leads into We Are the Champions as one song, as it should be. Then Somebody to Love. Then Killer Queen, Radio Gaga, Fat Bottom Girls, Play the Game, Another One Bites the Dust, Don't Stop Me Now, Bicycle Race, um, These Are the Days of Our Lives, Under Pressure, featuring David Bowie, a Crazy Little Thing Called Love, The Show Must Go On, Made in Heaven, Then I Was Born to Love You. So that's your top 16 songs, and not necessarily our favorites or some of them happen to be our favorites, but not necessarily the best. But this is a playlist that we're curating specifically to give you a good idea of what it's like to listen to Queen, their various albums and all that. So that was pretty cool, you know, yeah. going through. And and um, it, I like it because it brings up a lot of different uh, emotions and, and memories. And it was just really fun to listen to Queen, like just Queen for like a week. Yeah, it, it really is. It's um, It's kind of my... It's right in my my lane because that's like I said at the beginning is kind of how I how I operate anyway where I I get fixated on one particular um I get fixated on one particular artist and I'll just listen to them for like a week so it was really fun to to delve into Queen and immerse myself into into that and I I rewatched the movie um oh yeah the Bohemian I, Rhapsody movie? Yeah, I highly recommend that for for anybody. Um I know some people it was it was kind of um hit or miss with some people. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought Rami Malik did a oh, yeah, he did so. amazing job playing Freddie Mercury. Um I liked um I, I would say in terms of where it was not as self servingly flattering, I liked Rocket Man slightly better. But um I, you can I talk really with Eric like about that because Eric hated Rocket Man. Well, he hated Rocket Man. I, I actually enjoyed Rocket Man as well. Yeah. Um, so. I, I just felt like this one was so like like Bohemian Rhapsody is like, oh, Freddie Mercury's great. He never did anything wrong. I'm like, what? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. the band was never angry at him except for that one time. I'm like, that's probably not that's true, but not you know what? It's 100%. all right. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe, yeah. you know, whereas like Rocket Man, it's like, I'm going to kill myself by jumping into this pool. Like, okay. oh, okay, yeah. yeah so, I'm going to. It's kick, just I'm a gonna... different style of storytelling. You know? Right, right. It's, um, yeah. It's it is very sanitized. Bohemian. We'll talk about that in the Elton John episode, I suppose. But... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody is 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 pretty sanitized. Um, although I do think it tells a, it humanizes this, um freddie in a lot of ways and oh absolutely um he's one of those artists too that it's sad for anybody who enjoys um 
greatness because it's we didn't get to see what the next chapter in his life would have would have brought us as far as um his his music yeah. and but what he left us with is undeniable and they're I mean, and they're yeah, amazing just... Just from going through this, it's like there's no short of 30 to 35 songs that that's not even their whole catalog. And that's just what we right. picked out in between the two of us and things that you pulled out versus what I pulled out. And and I mean, you're absolutely right. Undeniable in terms of, of talent and uh, just songwriting. And, and um, I, I, I do think it's funny that they mentioned the uh, the song that he wrote. Um, uh, Roger wrote it. Uh, I'm in love with my car, which neither of us chose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is just so funny. I'm like, yeah. okay, <laughs> it's just not where my head was at, man. So. No, no, it's it's not what I was uh, anticipating. We'll put it that way. Um, and I mean, we we can acknowledge that yes, uh, Queen has run a series of shows with uh, Adam Lambert. Yep. Um, yep. Of uh, American who, Idol fame. Yes, who in his own right does very well with the queen music. Um, I remember watching that with my wife, uh, watching that season of American Idol. And it, it was, it was funny because the night that they, because the whole thing that started the Adam Lambert thing with queen was Simon Cowell brought Brian May and the other members of queen to um, join the idol contestants. I think Katy Perry was there that night too. Yeah. Yeah. And um and there was something when I mean cuz they played with every single contestant. And um when Adam Lambert took the stage with them, you could see there was a moment that I I remember distinctly where Brian May looked at he turned around and he was looking at the other members and he was he was audibly impressed you i mean you could see see it on his face and it so it wasn't a shock when they said that they were going to try to do something with adam lambert and, and for his own right he's done a um an admirable job we'll leave it at that and nobody's I'm just ever happy when these musicians, when they get to work, you know, when, when yes. it's at, whether it's a club, whether it's a stadium, whether it's a, you know, uh, whatever it is, you know, uh, if they're doing like a, a Netflix special or something, it's like, I'm just happy. It's like, hey, we get them, they get to work, they get to be happy and fulfilled. That's that's what the dream is, isn't it? Right. You know? Whatever, whatever gets to expose another generation of people to this music. Um, because it, it can, it, in the massive amounts of things that are out there, it can be, it can be lost and their music deserves to live on. And, you know, hopefully a small part of me hopes that, you know, people that listen won't be just listening because they love Queen, but it will be somebody who's interested and they'll take a listen to some of the songs that we've chosen. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I fully agree that. Um, probably a good place to capstone the episode. Um, I 
I would say anybody, uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us at generationplaylistpod at gmail.com. And you can let us know. What do you like? Uh, did we did we miss one of your favorite Queen songs? Do you agree? Do you disagree? I would love to hear either way. But you can reach out to us that. Um, and we have been your guides. My name is Justin. And I'm Ted. And thanks for listening to the Generation Playlist podcast. Uh, should, we, should we tease on what's going to be our next episode? Ooh, yes. Let's tease. Yeah, it's um, if if you can see, it, you can't see because it's it's audible. But um, our next episode will be. Do you want you want to call out what yes. it's going to be? Well, it has to do with animals, <laughs> and we also wish somebody was here. Um, but you know, Justin, I think we're going to see you on the dark side of the moon. Haha, Shirajua. <laughs> <laughs> and then check us out next time at wherever you find podcasts at the Generation Playlist Podcast. Party on. Generation Playlist is recorded by Justin and Ted. Please listen responsibly as we're not responsible for a sudden outburst of air guitar. But you can fight for your right to party. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold. Robust. Delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. disgusting. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways Podcast Network. Give a listen, dudes. Cowabunga is this podcast for you. Greetings and shabibans. We are the Retro Reductibus Cephala Podcast, a long-form bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. Yeah, that sounds good, but I don't know what all those words mean. I think what Parasite seems trying to say is that on Retro Reductibus, we explore a range of retro goodness, from toys, video games, and movies, to cartoons, and even snacks and school lunches. Oh. And we do it all with a positive spin, a slew of killer guests, and some <clears throat> very adult language. And you know what else is cool? No. This crazy show is part of the Dorking Podcast Network with new episodes every technical Tuesday. What's that? And if waiting two weeks for a new episode gives you a sad, know that we drop bonus episodes all the time, like the off-format Crow's Nest and an interview series we call The Brick. You can listen to Retro Octopus on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any app that's cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all the things that make growing up awesome.